You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Well, we knew this day would come that now Uber has officially made their own movie. Haven't, you know? they, haven't they been like bankrolling like three of their movies just to drop their name? There have been quite a few Uber mentions prominently as if there was no other ride sharing service but right. them. And I think I even saw a Lyft one, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it was almost, a movie where it was everybody was constantly using Lyft. But never has Uber actually been in the title of the film as it is here with Stuber, which indeed is a, a, a nickname given to the, our lead, our character of Stu, played by uh, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, who his his asshole boss, because he drives Uber, calls him Stuber. Get it? Okay. It's uh-huh. clever. <laughs> anyway, so the idea is he's working a shit job at a sporting goods store, and when he's not doing that, he's driving for Uber. Uh, he has this girl that he's known his whole life, that he's always been in love with, but but too scared to, to admit it to her. But he's like, you know, even though she's dating some basketball star or something, she's uh, they're opening a business together, like a female only spin cycle class. Because yeah. he's just like he's in love with her, but he but he can't bring himself to tell her. So instead, he just gets involved in a business with her that he has absolutely no dog in the fight for. Well, he's no dog in the fight for much of anything, really. Yeah, except for maybe his lease. He hasn't really figured out what he wants from life yeah. in general. Along comes in, into his life Dave Batista as Vic Manning, who is when we see him in the intro, he's a cop naturally because he's huge. He's either going to be a cop or a wrestler. I don't know, or an alien. I, yeah, there's nothing hunter. else you can really. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to. Catch him as a normal guy, like they kind of tried to do that in Blade Runner for that first seed. That is like, oh, but he's actually a robot. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I can't wait to see someone cast him as like a Tweety Professor type. You know? <laughs> I don't like probably Indiana Jones. There you go, <laughs> just sipping tea. He's a, he's a cop, and his on the hunt for you know the, the his great white whale in this case uh, is Eco Away as a terrible drug trafficker. <laughs> um, his partner gets shot and killed, played in a totally gimme role by Karen Gillan that I can only assume was there because Dave insisted hey, that hey, his Karen, partner gets Karen, you free this weekend? I, yeah. I'd love for you to Man, be in this That movie. whole cast of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies really dig each other. So yes, they they, did, I, yeah. You know, who knows? They, they definitely seem to have a nice chemistry, and you can almost sense probably a better movie uh, had this just been pairing up Karen Gillan and Dave Bautista together? Having her at least be in there. Well, anyway, yeah, so the yeah, upshot is, it's a while she dies. He's had trouble, like, getting over it. Uh, his boss, played by Mira Sorvino, comes people. over. Of all people. But first I was like, is that Mira Sorvino? It's been so long since I've Academy seen Academy Award winning Mira Sorvino? <laughs> uh, who says, look, we've handed the case over to the FBI, so just go. Go spend time with your daughter, played by uh, Natalie Morales. And, you know, stop worrying about this. This case is out of your hands. But 
he gets a a call right after he's had LASIK, LASIK surgery. So he's got like, what, 12 hours or so before he can see properly at all. Much, yeah. He's near blind that like, oh, his informant's like, I, the, the drop's happening. The guy's back in town. He's going to be here. So he's like, fuck everything. Even though he's supposed to be at his daughter has, has her first gallery show. She's a sculptor. He says, fuck everything. I'm going after this guy. And he calls an Uber, where is where he meets up with Kumail Nanjani, who he basically kidnaps and yeah. says, no, 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 you're going to keep driving me uh, everywhere I need to go. Kumail has just gotten a booty call from said girl that he's in <laughs> love with, and so is tormented by the fact that this ride just won't seem to end, and of course gradually gets more and more and more bloody and, yeah. and horrific experience for him as the two of them clash over their perceived lack, each one's perceived lack of masculinity in various different ways. <laughs> Well, no one could have seen this coming. I mean, you know, it's... What an uh, odd couple situation. Those never happen. You know, it, it's... Okay, look. Uh, full disclosure. I mean, having been a kid growing up in the 80s, there was this sort of peak period of, like, mismatched cheesy, buddy dumb, yeah. mismatched buddy cops. Sometimes it was two cops. Sometimes it's a cop and an agent. Sometimes it's a Russian. Sometimes, Sometimes it's, it's a, a ghost. and a dog. Yeah, or a dog. <laughs> or a dinosaur. And, and the, the video ones. store shelves literally groaned under the weight of these kind of films. Everybody remembers, you know... 48 Hours, Lethal Weapon, Midnight Beverly Run, classics of the genre. Beverly Hills Cop, I wouldn't call a mismatched buddy comedy. They kind yeah. of are. It's kind it's of not, a fish out of he's water. He's got sidekicks, but, yeah. but mismatched buddy comedies are firmly two protagonists. Yeah. Right. And I would not say that there's two protagonists. But, but, that, but that genre was really in full swing during this period. And a lot of them weren't very good. And this one's one of those. And this mm-hmm. is kind of one of those. And yet... That alone makes me go, I'll give it a little pass, it's, because it that is a weak spot of mine. I kind of love this stupid formula, so long as I have two engaging leads going off on a completely implausible adventure. Bonus points if somewhere in the middle of the second act, they decide to just beat the shit out of one another and then bond I afterwards. Guess, but see, that's I got my that. problem here is... They're engaging leads as far as the talent, not as far as anything they get to say or do, really, in this movie for me. As much as I love this genre, I felt like there was nothing here. And there's there's times where they try to force claim to you, hey, they have chemistry and they have a relationship. When did they bond at any moment it's in just, this movie? I, I think part of it, the script is so visible and the chemistry between the two actors is just not there. Like, I just, I constantly felt the, the punch-up writers, especially for Kumail <laughs> Nanjani, where he's just has a string of should have been funnier yeah, lines yeah. throughout this thing as he's sort of just uh, reacting in both shock, horror, and annoyance at the I, situation he's been put in. And I just, I felt like I was constantly seeing behind the scenes. And everything about this feels, the only thing about this that feels like it's grown up past the 80s is that now... Like, it's not just about the wormy guy learning to become more masculine right. and a man. It's Instead, about the big guy becoming a little more sensitive. Yeah, exactly. Which is what happened in Shaft, and which was a movie that Ben and I both liked. And this is almost as stupid. <laughs> it just... It, Shaft at least had some of the action competently shot, as With, opposed to many scenes in this movie. It's just everything in here is so, like, by the numbers for 80s mismatch buddy comedy films, but without the charm of the good ones. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say this film is completely without charm, so you really disliked it. Yeah, uh, you, you kind of liked it, I and kinda I kind of had fun. Just thought it was right in the middle, um, because there are moments here that I did enjoy. There is some funny stuff in here, but it tends to be sandwiched by a lot of stuff I just didn't give that much of a crap about. 
Also, it didn't help that the I had the Robert De Niro from Cape Fear, a whole row of like ladies laughing at every single word, extremely loudly, right behind. Did you hear the woman who would not shut up yeah, during the whole movie? That's exactly how it sounds. Oh no, she was behind me and Corey, and I thought Margaret could hear. Thank God she they didn't have a big cigar during that oh, whole movie. She kept every single line at her like every oh, it to her friends. Oh, it's stupid. Huh? It's funny because he starts the Uber's like, Shut up, please stop. Thankfully, I didn't hear that. I just I couldn't hear anything over the 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 cackling. And fine, you're having a great time. I'm not saying you shouldn't laugh and have a good time movie, but come on, they're laughing at stuff that wasn't even supposed to be funny. Yeah, you're just I, like something is wrong with you if you like if literally anything makes you like explode in laughter. It, I agree, and it really didn't help me like this movie anymore. The last one I remember that I. Uh, that I sat through like this where like everybody else was laughing was um I forget the name of the movie because it was that bad it was the one by the same guy who did the Greasy Strangler at the last Fantastic Fest right and it's like I got through like 15 minutes of that movie I'm like I'm kind of with this then all of a sudden it just like nope completely lost me and then I was there for another hour and a half of everybody else laughing and that crowd behind me during this movie I was just like God, you love this you. movie, and good for you, but I, I am honestly more bitter that you're Those cackling ladies would have never gone to see The Greasy Strangler or no. any film made by they that They will dude. never be I don't anywhere. know yet you're talking about the same audience. They'll man. never be in a world the where best. they will encounter the existence of The Greasy yeah. Strangler. True, but this is, <laughs> this is probably the same group that will go to the next Adam Sandler terrible movie and go, that was terrific. Well, thank you God. know who those people were? They were the same people who sat behind us during Shaft, <laughs> which oh. you and I both liked. Thank That's God true. we don't have to but see I Adam agree. Sandler this movies is, in the theater yeah. anymore because he signed a deal with Netflix. Yes, where he's getting more money than God. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to this movie. Oh, there's a I'm, plot. I guess we have yeah. to discuss I it. I mean, is there, though? <laughs> Not like, really. It's, it's really, like, just a series of jokes that are about Kumail Nanjani, who's just very annoyed or very shocked by Dave Batista's indeed not okay in any scenario yeah. today anymore cop behavior where right. he's torturing and beating the shit out of people he's trying to get information out of and they're trying to call out like to make a joke out of it and you're like yeah but is this t- the time for this type of thing right now yeah, and then mm-hmm. also my other issue is like the whole the whole um thing that like causes them to stay together is Kumail's concerned about getting five oh, stars yeah, no. and it's like You've got a booty call from the girl of your dreams, and you already are already at like four point three stars. Him giving you a five star is yeah. not going to get you, you a yeah. five you star rating. Just have blood on you at that point. Any Uber driver would have ghosted. Go that for the booty oh, yeah. call at that point. Leave well, your car stuck because he has your keys, and take another Uber and report it stolen. It doesn't matter at that point, right? There, there's easily a point you would have gone like, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm. This is way too dangerous. Early on, I'm out, and I kept. It's not one of those things that was like, this is a nitpick. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah, I was like, in no Jesus world does Christ, it work. Why? Why in the world would anybody stay with this guy? No matter, like, fine, take take the fucking car. Yeah, dude. unless you're like the most right wing gun nut. Like I've been waiting for an action movie my whole life, guy. You're not doing. I mean, this. and this is ultimately. As much as I did enjoy some of the dumber aspects of this movie, I agree with you, Chris, that this is where the movie really ultimately fails. Because all of those classic movies and the less than classic versions of that genre, they always somehow had a compelling reason to keep these two people who hate one another somehow together. There's no real justifiable reason for... Camille and Johnny to ever stick with this guy. Like the minute he gets out of the car the first time, he would have been out of there. And oh, they yeah. asked, that is a huge suspension of disbelief that the movie asks you to take. And 
I confess I couldn't quite make it myself. No. Also, another complaint here, and I, 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 I don't want to completely come down as director Michael Douse. He did one of my favorite recent sports comedies, Goon. Yeah, which, which is, is fantastic. Terrific. Movie, actually. But was but, it that recent? You know, less than 10 years ago. Yeah. Recent enough. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's a guy who seems to have a body of work, but I'm either not familiar with yeah. it, or he hasn't really done anything that's... he did the FUBAR of, movies, which I know people liked, apparently, but apparently, I have not yeah. seen. But uh, FUBAR and does, Stuber, that's, that's his range. He makes this... Just, like, come on, who still makes this mistake anymore with... You've got... One of the greatest martial film martial artists in the world, Iko Uwe, who's in the Raid films and The Night Comes For Us. I mean, the guy is one of the best people yes. you can get to fight on camera. And then Dave Batista, who himself, professional wrestler, no slouch of either on film act- action or just in very general. Very Very capable oh. of filming a fight scene. And when they have a fight scene, what does this director do? He I, And I've never seen anybody do this to this degree. Shakes the camera like he's trying to it kill was a baby. So bad in this scene, I was like, "Look, I don't get motion sick, but I'm feeling a little bit dizzy just watching this because I couldn't because it's literally full tilt right, full tilt left, right. like literally." It actually made me a little motion. It kind of did. I mean, I know that. Like, I remember when we were reviewing the Bourne films, we're saying, "Man, Paul Greengrass is really bad about yeah. this." Uh, but that's nothing. This is a new <laughs> level, and it's also if you if when you can focus on anything in the fight, you're like this isn't a terribly choreographed fight. There's actual practical breaking through walls and bashing each other with things. Like this could have been a good looking fight scene if it was just shot on a even a steady cam, half well, competent. The, 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 the thing is, this competent, you don't need to sell us yeah. on it being chaotic by shaking your camera insanely. Just shoot the fucking scene. Yes. This movie though is is I saw constantly cuts to. Bautista's stunt double. There's a lot of shots where it's a stunt double. And it's not that obvious, but it's obvious enough that I could see it more than once. And I I just have a feeling that, to speak to your point, Chris, that they shot this really quickly. I don't know what the budget on this film is. I don't know what the schedule was like. I mean, Karen Gillan shows up. This kind of feels like, hey, are you available this weekend? We've got some time to shoot this sequence. We're just going to cover it in the quickest, cheapest fastest way let's bring in the stunt double yeah that's a good enough take let's move on and that might just be a director who doesn't have a lot of experience shooting these kind of action sequences but you know for me that doesn't really work too well for me uh i I didn't really capture i didn't really notice the shaking as much as you guys did i just noticed that this is very choppy in terms of editing and they're using a lot of weird angles to cover the fact that it's not Nanjani or Bautista in a lot and of these even scenes. in one scene, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Eco Away, and I was like, what is going yeah. on here? Here's the thing is, <laughs> we've talked about this, because what was the other one, the, the Mile 99 or whatever mm-hmm. it was he did? Eco Away might have the worst American <laughs> uh, um, manager ever. He's having the same problem Jet Li did when he tried to come over here. Yeah. You know, they're like, you guys really, there needs to be somebody, there needs to be an agent whose specialty is getting Asian action stars yes. into the right and roles I will in American films. say, at film. least Jet Li's got him where he got okay action scenes in many of those movies. Ico has not had that chance no, in any not. of his movies. That but you also insane. had a lot of directors who did maybe knew how to do action, but didn't know how to do martial arts action. Look, and I feel like this guy like watched a lot of these movies like the 80s movies back in the day but hasn't seen them since sure like you know cuz he's not even like the balance between the action and the comedy is should be it, that's so essential especially when one of the people doesn't want to be there at yes. all and it's got to be like have the comedy offsetting the tension of the action to the action should be super intense 
and here every time it is, it's just distractingly poorly like run. And I, I found myself going, I'm not feeling any tension well, and you also from this need- movie, even between these two characters who are supposedly hating each other. But I just nothing about it felt real. Well, that's the thing is you. The other thing is it's not just the comedy. You also need the relationship development. Like uh, the one that keeps popping in my head. Think about this about you know the most odd couple is Tango and Cash. Mm. And it's like yeah, those two really do hate each other. They have a necessity to get out of jail, and then like shit. Now we're stuck together because of this. Here you don't get that where you have an impetus, as we said earlier. But then it's also they never really develop. There's like one scene where they're supposed to at uh, the daughter's gallery showing, and then it's like, oh no, they don't connect there. There's supposed to be a connection between uh, Kumail and his daughter where there's like a half a scene where they talk, and she's like, ha ha ha, you're joking. He's like, no, your dad's a terrible person, <laughs> and then he's and, and then, he really is, and then he continues yeah. to be a terrible person. He's like. Yeah, you really need to talk to your daughter. He goes, you don't know anything about anything. And then they just move on. Well, that's the thing. He's so... That's, I think, ultimately the biggest flaw. There's nothing likable about Dave Bautista's character. No. The only thing we have to connect with him on at all is that, man, that sucks that that dude killed your partner. Yeah. Other than that, there's nothing to like about him. He's just an asshole from start to finish. He doesn't even get... He has very few opportunities to be funny himself. And when he does... It's like the guys – I know this guy knows how to shoot comedy, but he sure doesn't know how to shoot Dave Batista doing it. Yeah. Because I know Batista can be very funny. Which, you know, I, the the dumb, you know, muscly guy is all goon was. And it's like you couldn't even do that with Batista's character where he doesn't mm-hmm. understand things and he and he gets to be the muscly dumb guy. It's but, a shame yeah. because, like, I think that the basic premise, there was a lot of possibility here to be Same. funny. I mean, I, I think Kumail Nanjani is hysterical and super talented. Oh, yeah. I think Dave Batista – we've seen how funny he is in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. He's, he's hysterical, and he's proven that he's actually a capable actor as well. But you'd be hard pressed to see either, the genius at, of either <laughs> actor in this movie, which, yeah. like I said, just came off as, as thoroughly mediocre. Yeah, I don't know for me. But let's go to final thoughts. Ben, get us started. Yeah, I kind of explained a lot that I really didn't like this movie. I did come in with higher expectations because I do love that mismatched buddy cop kind of movie. Uh, I love Kumail Nanjiani, especially. I think the guy is hilarious. It feels like, at best, they might have given him some of the punch-up, as in he riffed a little bit, and they said, oh, some of these we can just fit in the bl- blank space. And it's like, you can't make a movie just off a guy riffing. And there's a lot of that, and it doesn't save it, because it, it really is clear it was just kind of like B-stuff that he was saying while he was still mic'd up. Uh, just There was even that moment of that seemed to me like it was ADR, that someone pointed out his car blows up at one point, but it's an all-electric car. Yeah. And I was like... Wait a minute, that's an electric car. It would never blow up. And there's literally, as the camera moves away from them, there's what had to have been ADR because you hear his voice going, Wait a minute, it's an electric car. They it can't blow up. They also oh, wait, use propane in there. They also use the exact same electric car joke that a simple favor did much, much better. No. Anyway, okay. sorry. I was going to say, and then also, it wears its like. It wears this fact that it has no idea what it's doing sometimes on its sleeve. Like, the propane tank thing. He's like, quick, I'll throw it and you shoot. And they make the jealous joke. Funny joke. But it's like, you also know he's still blind. Like, how are you expecting him to shoot a propane tank basically the size of a Nerf football? <laughs> like, and then also there's a scene at the he end He actually had set around then he could see again. No, it was so. right after that. Literally the next line is, hey, I can see again. And then also there's a scene where they tell a bunch of people to call Uber for no it's like really you're just going to try to phone it, you know, the that Uber money. That did feel again. like the egregious Uber placement. 
But, you know, I actually thought visually that was kind of the, clever. What they did try to do with it was yeah. clever, but... The payoff wasn't great, but, but the setup was, it was good. A wah, wah. It was more of the lack of payoff in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Including at the end where they tried to wrap it up. Where it's like, huh, they're still friends and other things are happening. It's like everything that was telegraphed but never actually earned. That's this movie is it's really telegraphed. Really little earned, and while you might chuckle a few times, like I think the scene in the strip club is really incredibly funny. Actually, Kumail has some of his best lines there because he literally is just playing off the exact type of guy he should be talking to. Mm. That's that's such a small part of this movie, and it it really feels like they had the first half of a movie, and then they said we need to make this an ending. Hmm. Uh, I got to give this three and a half out of ten. Uh, Hillary tattoos. What about you, Marco? Uh, like I said, I have a soft spot in my heart for these kind of movies. I don't expect them to be particularly smart. Uh, if I want a smart movie, I would not go to a movie called Stuber starring these two guys, given its premise. So I knew walking in what I was going to get. It was going to be a slice of cheese, uh, a throwback to uh, a much simpler time in my viewing life. And uh, for that alone, I'll say I enjoyed it enough. I don't recommend you go out and see it opening weekend. This is a, uh, you know, you're a little tipsy. It's one in the morning. You're looking for something on Netflix. This might fit the bill. Uh, I give this six out of ten exploding canisters of propane. I mean, I myself am a big fan of the good mismatch buddy comedies. And there's a lot that I thought aren't even given their fair shake. There's sure. one with, all, of all people, uh, Billy Crystal... And and uh, Gregory Hines yeah. as mismatched but like oh, yeah, cops that's one. and it's really good. Yeah. It's like one of those people I forgot about. And there's a lot. There's I I just sometimes discover new ones uh, from that period that I just never saw. This is like I said, one of those ones that you're like, oh yeah, did I see that? I think I might have seen it. It's one of those, which is that you don't walk out mad or anything. You just go, eh. I've seen much better, uh, and I have indeed seen much better, but I've seen much worse, too. It's just it's just okay. And I got more than a few chuckles. There are points I laughed out loud in this, but they were kind of few and far between, and there were points I was, if I had had a watch, I would have been checking it. Like, yeah. it's not a tight 98 or 105 minutes to me. It's a, all right, guys, let's wrap this up. There's because a lot of dragging. This movie has nothing to show you you haven't seen already, uh, and many times before. Uh, I give this four and a half... Out of ten times during this, I thought about how much better the Hitman's Bodyguard was. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That's a good 80s callback. Yes. It's going to drive me crazy that I can't remember this Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal one. Because it, ha- it, it remember, it had the, the Michael McDonald saw video. That, yeah. I mean, I remember seeing that it was, movie. It was, but- it, two words. The first word started with an R. And I keep saying, like, ruthless or raising or... or yeah, it's, it's and there's drive. another movie with the guy who died who was in the Fast and the Furious movies was in with the same title. And I can't remember what... Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And, and now it's going to really... That is going to drive me nuts. But it's real, I have it somewhere. So Look in the R section. Dig through the archives. <laughs> archives. The archives. Mm. 